You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coach Shep. <laughs> Just trying to help him get drafted. <laughs> hey, hey, when I talked to Coach Grubb on Monday, mm-hmm. he, he said I asked him if there was any play before the snap that he knew was going to hit, and he meant you're already smiling. He mentioned the touchdown to Jalen. Did you see it? Oh yeah, certainly. Uh, the first touchdown that we hit to Jalen, um, I can't tell you what it's called, but you know the play, uh, we just kind of knew it was going to hit because he had just been detailing how he was going to run that all week extremely well to the point where there were other guys who were running that same route and they they were understanding the detail because they were watching him so frequently run it and so uh, it was awesome to see that one. Um, it was good to see him work through it. I mean, the guy tried to grab him mid-route and preventing from running the route and he ripped through it and became, it was just like him emerging out of the crowd as a taker, you know, and that to me was awesome to see. When you hear, the, you know, the play call, and then you see the defense, do you kind of I'm get always, do you get excited at I, all? Uh, yeah, I'm walking down. The a lot of times, if you watch me, which I probably shouldn't tell everybody, is how I'll, I'll be walking down the field with my head down, like, let's go, let's go, <laughs> this is it, this is it, and I'm all pumped up and whatnot. Or you know, every once in a while. Depending on who's standing next to me, I'll say something like, hey, touchdown, touchdown. So, you know, uh, get really excited for the guys. Honestly, I'm just happy that they keep working well with one another, supporting one another. Um, they know, hey, this this place for this, this place for this reason. So they're willing to give themselves up at times in order to allow somebody else to make plays. And that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, 12 plays that produce four touchdowns. Um, in, in the span of about four drives. Then you have a 10-play drive. Um, how nice is it to be able to sit on an opponent after you've proven that you can score at will? I don't know that we're scoring at will. I think that uh, we as a staff, our players, are working extremely hard. We don't get here at 4.30 in the morning and stay here until 10 o'clock at night uh, because it's happening at will. If that was the case, I'd be staying in bed longer and leaving earlier, okay, and seeing my family. So there's a lot of hard work uh, put in in order to make some of these things uh, happen um, as efficiently as you just mentioned. Um, But certainly there's a lot of work put in by our players to uh, really make sure that they're seeing all the looks, watching extra film, and know the details of exactly what is supposed to happen on on Saturday. And then, of course, when they see it, they're excited. They, they, they actually are physically excited. And I have to calm them down at times. Like, guys, your excitement right now is going to show on game day, and they're going to know something's up. So just, hey, stay calm and go play ball. Who do you have to keep calm the most? Jalen? Probably Jalen McMillan. <laughs> McMillan, he gets pretty excited. He, he he can see it too, see it really well, and he he knows what it's supposed to look like. But uh, you know, honestly, for the most part, they're all calm and do a pretty good job of handling the, handling the moment. Fans got their first dose of Jeremy last Saturday. How is he different than the other guys you have in that room? Super proud of Jeremy. Um, in case anybody was keeping keeping track this week. Um, the receivers actually only ended up with 111 yards 
uh, in the game. I had 264 yards, so those were my yards. They had 111 yards. Um, so once again, I should have been the Bolitnikov Player of the Week. Bolitnikov, go ahead and write that in. But ultimately, um, Jeremy Bernard, of the 47 yards that he had, 28 of them came using his own legs. So more than 50% of his yardage was him using his own legs to get those yards after the catch. And that's the element of his game that he's bringing to the table that I'm, that we're all super excited about. I think everyone is. Uh, I remember this summer, um, Coach Morrell calling me and saying, hey, Shepard, hey, there's, hey, the receivers were lifting, and I think you had a linebacker in your group lifting. And he was talking about Jeremy Bernard because he was just brutally beating up our weights in the weight room. And that stuff's going to bode well for the kid because he's going to be able to break tackles, be physical. I don't know if you saw his blocking on the perimeter uh, right down here near the end zone uh, on the play where J-Mac got stopped at the half-inch yard line. Embarrassing. And so Jeremy, you know, pretty much flat-backed the guy on that, on that particular play. So he brings a lot of different elements to the game. He runs hard and physical and coach grubb he thrives on guys who make people miss and jeremy does a good job of that you mentioned yak there there's a play where he had a substantial gain and he was trending towards the sideline and then thought nope and turned it back up <laughs> what does that say about oh, him where goodness. there's there's a lane to, to kind of run out and he decided not to do that i don't know if i'm supposed to say this on camera but going out of bounds is going to hell i mean that's that's how we explain it okay we're not going out of bounds okay so uh, do not go out of bounds. So you're getting me fired up right now thinking about the idea of somebody going out of bounds, okay? That is just, that's for somebody else to go do that, okay? Somebody else who doesn't love football. Jalen McClellan getting stopped at the one. What was the conversation like after the game? You mentioned it was embarrassing. What was that conversation about? I mean, he, he, was, he was tougher on himself than even I was, but certainly, uh, you know, when it came to the sideline, I said, I cannot believe you didn't get in the end zone there. Um, the kid, kid busts his butt all the time, you know, and, you know, I mean, he should have scored there, bottom line. I mean, there's, a, there's an expectation and a standard. All those guys are busting their rear end to block hard for him on the perimeter. Guess what? He rewards them by getting in the end zone so everyone can be like, hey, great block, because now we scored and everybody comes to the sideline after a great block. What's going through your head when you see Jalen back there returning punts? When you see him line up in the Wildcat, when you see him throwing the football, when those proposals are, you know, brought to you, are you thinking, oh, those are my guys? No, I, I think it's it's about trust. Um, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me is that we have a lot of trust uh, in in Jalen to do a lot of different things. Uh, and and let's be clear about that. He has earned that trust with this staff, okay? Uh, we did not have the same level of trust in Jalen McMillan when we first got here, you know, to handle all the things, to throw a pass like he did uh, late in the year last year in, in the first game this year, all right, to, to get back there and wildcat, take the snap, operate the offense, talk to the O-line, make sure that they were in their right alignments and everything like he did in the last game. It's about trust. And he has gained that. He has put the time in, put the work in, and showed us in ways that have nothing to do with him running a route off the field that he can be trusted. And that, that to me, shows the growth and maturation of that young man. And I'm so proud of him. You guys, I'm, I'm so proud of Jalen McMillan, um, where he has turned, what he has turned into as a man, 
Um, when I got here, um, he is a completely different human being, in my opinion, than he was when I when when I got here. So um, just super excited for his future. Um, he's going to be a great person just for the rest of his life. I think so. You're not the quarterbacks coach, obviously, but when you see Penix. He was great last year, but how is he a better player right now than he was throughout last season? Michael Penix, thank you. I appreciate you, buddy. Um, I appreciate you. I think one of the main things he does is he's on those receivers' rear end, you know, more than he had been ever before. You know, there's one thing between me and Grub uh, and the rest of our offensive staff, us trying to figure out, hey, what we want to do, what is it supposed to look like. And then there's another image that comes when the quarterback, this is how I see it. And then a different image that comes with the receiver and how he sees it. And ultimately, it's not about how we see it at the receiver position, about how the quarterback sees it. So it might be a slight break, a half a yard sooner, or a chatter a little bit longer, or any type of technique that the quarterback wants. He's doing a great job of making sure he's voicing his opinion with those receivers and making sure they know exactly what he's seeing, what the what the picture is that he's seeing every single play. You talked about the man uh, that you're proud of with, with Jalen, but I want to talk to you about the entire receivers. Um, earlier uh, in fall camp during the Maui fires, you had the players, all your receivers all holding hands, their heads were bowed, and uh, talk about your message to them that day. I would say that uh, for my players is pretty consistent um, every single day. They're gonna hear faith, family, and football. Um, that's my, that's been engraved on my bowl rings, on my on in everything that I do. Faith, family, and football, and that's how we start out pretty much every meeting as a group. And they are pushing the envelope now. They're guys in the room now who are saying, hey coach, I want to lead this devotional. I want to lead this opportunity to pray for this particular reason. Um, they're the ones wanting to lead it now. And uh, to me, that's when I think that you get special things uh, from your group. And so, um, again, I, I, I said I'm proud of J-Mac. I'm proud of the group. The group has done a great job of trying to push each other all right, to understand that the, the person has to be greater than the player. And that's that's our room right now. The person, the individual who we are is greater than the football player that we are. So it's pushing them to play for something greater than just themselves. You've got three great wide receivers and then people got an up close and personal of Jeremy Bernard this week, but you got a guy kind of waiting in the wings that if he gets out on the field may not garner some attention that could do some big things in Denzel Boston. No, super excited about Denzel. His future here is bright and his future is now. So. Uh, the kid has been amazing all through camp and preparation for games and whatnot. Unfortunately, didn't catch any passes uh, this past weekend. He was open for a couple of them, and just unfortunately, the ball was going elsewhere. So um, super excited for him, that kid. I have all the confidence in the world in him, period. I mean, there's Z I, I could put him in in any situation, and I'd be excited for Denzel Boston to be out there and be making plays. Um, he's got my full endorsement as a football player, or as a receiver on this football team. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Coach Schmidt. On that team now, believe in them. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, I do my job. Like, this guy's going to break it, you know? And I think that's a huge deal. And, and uh, you know, teams are still going to kick to him. I think that's the one thing, you know, we get questions like oh you know it was one kickoff now we got to be able to do it consistently you know before teams are going to start junk kicking it or doing something else so I'm excited for them and and uh you know hopefully we can do it again this Saturday yeah I mean you mentioned it but when Boise decides to chip it the rest of the way and you got Westover taking that to the 35 36 is that an automatic win for you guys when you see an opponent doing that yeah I think so you know you got to be smart you know you obviously people want to get you can get greedy I think the biggest thing that you know as you work different returns and conversion returns when they kick it to the uh, to the opposite side, like we just don't want to just fair catch all those. You know right. what I mean? If we can get it to Jack and Jack can go get a first down, right. you know that's a huge deal. Like now you're starting at the you know the the 35, like you said, or the 40 instead of fair catching it at the 25. And I think if you if you do that and uh, you know show that you're willing to be able to put some time into it and that you you know you're going to return those kicks, I think it becomes. You know, as a special teams guy, it's like, hey, if I kick it there, they're going to return it too as well. You know what I mean? And now it's not just an automatic fair catch. So, um, yeah, I think it is for sure. Anytime you're starting, anything outside the, the 25 for us is our goal, you know, and we want to make sure too we want to be productive, but we don't want to be destructive either. You know, the one the one return we really probably should have fair caught that was deep away from where we set the return. So we just got to continue to make good decisions there. And Anytime that we can obviously get outside the 25 is huge, but we never want to start, you know, inside the 20 or inside yeah. the 15. Like, that's something I think that's important, too, as well. Do you know, is, is that something that Jeremy did a bunch of in high school at Liberty, or, or was that just something that he kind of brought into college more? If yeah. You, if you don't know, I could ask him, too. Yeah, you know, we're talking, actually talking to Kalen about it when we were, uh, you know, kind of making the decision. You know, Coach DeVore mentioned, he's like, hey, man, like in high school, and I never watched all of his high school film or anything like that, but he's like, hey, like Wildcat quarterback, running back, like the ball in his hands yeah. was, you know, was very, very impressive. So, yeah, we're, uh, like I said, very pleased with uh, with what he's done up to this point. I think he's, you know, really, um, you know, taken on the role and really relishes in it now, and, and I think he feels like, hey, man, like we got an opportunity now to be able to, you know, make game-changing plays on special teams. You want to be consistent, but anytime like you can make one of those plays, you know what I mean, that changes the outcome of the game, like that's what you're looking for. Those explosives, I think, are huge. And, and that was something a year ago I thought we were consistent, you know, but we weren't explosive. We weren't destructive, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't explosive. So just to be able to hit one of those early and, you know, we got our hands on a ball and a kick, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think that's the stuff that you do that early in the year and it automatically starts to snowball, creates belief. Guys are like, hey, man, like, we can get there. You know what I mean? We can get home. We can do those things. So I'm excited that we can build off it from week one.
Did you guys, I mean, you mentioned it, but just real quick, I mean, that running into the kicker penalty, did you guys tip that? Or? Yeah, yeah, he got his hands okay, on Okay, so it. that shouldn't have been a penalty, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. I mean, you know, he just okay. missed it, it happens okay. at times, but I'm yeah. just curious, because I mean, there was kind of, it's kind of hard to tell that. But, yeah, okay. yeah, so, yeah, it was, he came off and he's like, you know, everybody on the on the field, like, I never heard a double thud off of it, but some of the guys that were on are like, hey, I heard it, and then Asa was like, hey, I got it. You know, you get on film too, and it changes, it changes, the trajectory changes it to it, and, it goes left, but yeah, they just missed it on that one. Yep. Yep. After review of the film, what were you most pleased with? Um, you know, I, I definitely feel like our guys played hard, um, which you would expect, you know what I mean, week one. There's some definitely some things we can clean up. Um, you know, I thought we did some decent things in the run game just as far as, uh, you know, condensing some space, getting off of blocks, um, but we can do a better job of that too as well. So. I just I like the effort. I feel like uh, the communication was was really good. It's hard to you know you try to simulate it and then you get out here on game day and how loud it is. Like you know it's huge that your guys are communicating at a high level because you can't hear you know and, and sometimes you can't just rely on one guy to be able to make all the communication. So I think our guys took some ownership. Like hey, I'm not just relying on this guy to be able to to get me lined up and give me the check. Like I'm I'm gonna learn it so that way I know exactly what he sees is the same thing I see. And now we're on the same page there. So I thought uh, the effort and the communication, our guys really, uh, you know, took those two things to heart. And they have to be at a championship level if we're going to be a championship defense. How much of the playbook did you play? Um, yeah, we. Th I mean, our, our game plans are we're always trying to, you know, maybe push the envelope a little bit. But we want to make sure that, you know, the stuff that we call and we practice during the week is what we run on Saturday. And it doesn't have to be, you know, um, 50 different calls, you know, type of deal. So I think, you know, it was a typical game plan for us. You know, we had two or three things for each personnel grouping and then, uh, you know, some things that, that we liked on third and long and, and uh, you know, some things that we felt like, you know, that we're always going to go to in short yardage. So, so yeah, I mean, it was a typical game plan for us. Obviously, uh, we're never going to put everything in. I think it's always sequential is, is how you, you know, build off of it and, and, and try to make things look the same and do different things as you get into you know what I mean, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, and then maybe recycle it after you've been, you know what I mean, it's been maybe out of people's minds for a while and come back to some of those calls that you like versus certain personnels. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as calls go, I think it was a pretty typical game plan for us. You know, we talked to Coach Grubb, and I asked him if there was anything that he saw pre-snap on the offensive side of the ball where he just knew. And he said the pass, the touchdown pass to Jalen Polk. He knew it was going to be a touchdown pre-snap. Do you have any of those moments where you're looking at stuff pre-snap and you go, okay, yeah, this is good? Yeah, I thought I thought Coach Morrell did a really good job on some third down stuff with it. We gave him some, we made things look the same and played a certain coverage. And then all of a sudden on the one pick that Cam Fab got, we, we, we presented it as the exact same thing we had the prior two times that we ran it and it was a different coverage and, and he melted right in underneath a uh, underneath a throw so there's certain things I think you have as a play caller where you're trying to like hey you might even give up a third down early in a game or something like that just to be able to say hey like later on I'm going to make sure that you know this fits in what I'm trying to do sequentially and and uh, it's going to benefit benefit us down the game so that was probably one of the headset that I can remember where we're like hey man this is a good call you know, get ready. Like, if if they're if they're seeing it the way we think they're going to see it, the quarterback sees it. It's going to be a big play for us. I got two more, and then I'll let you run. But you know, when we uh, had a thing with um, Coach Grubb and uh, and Coach DeBoer, they were showing us with the pre-snap motions and things where if they can get the ball snapped, 
you know, the one play, the linebackers looking all the way back and they're snapping the ball. They're that confused. Can you do that on the defensive end? Cause that much confusion? Oh, I think so. You know, I mean, it's probably, uh, you know, there's always that, that um, maybe a little bit of gamesmanship or cat and mouse where you're trying to maybe shift late, you know, do something, um, do something uh, during the cadence and stuff like that where you can gain an advantage, you know, and, uh, you know, I think those are always things. You want to be multiple enough where I think you got to, you know, make sure quarterbacks got to see the front, you know what I mean, check the front coverage-wise. Hey, you're, 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 uh, you have enough variables where, you know, you're not just sitting in one thing the entire time and, and they can, you know, try to attack that. Like, hey, you show them one thing after the ball snapped, you're rolling to something else. So I think, you know, that's something that I think really uh, – you know, you gotta, you gotta really as a. Um, there's an art to it. You know, you gotta make sure that you know you're doing enough to disguise things, but yeah, you're not hurting your own team, and and uh, you know you're not uh, you're not giving up maybe some of your advantages because you're trying to disguise certain looks. We had a 12:30 game time. You got home at a decent hour. What'd you do when you got home? Yeah, played with the family, man. It was. Uh, I think we had uh, we had a little football game that turned into a basketball game that ended up as a wiffle ball game. So it was uh, it was awesome, man. We Who had, won? Who yeah. won? <laughs> It wasn't me. It wasn't me, man. I was uh, I was all time quarterback. So, uh, but no, it's it's awesome. Like you know, I talk to guys all the time about it. Like you know, it's you get those Saturday nights and and uh, you know with the family and especially after a win and everybody's in a good mood and you know usually have a few people in town to come in and watch the game and get to spend some time with them. That's that's uh, that's a big part of it for coaches on Saturdays, just to be able to spend some family time and hang out with your kids and and your wife and. And just, uh, you know, I mean, just kind of decompress for the night and not have to worry about football and playing with them and be a normal dad for a night. Early start wins are a good thing. No doubt. No doubt. Coach Morrell. God, What's going on? You only get us every other week in the auditorium. No, good, Would man. you rather have us in there or out here? Either way is good. I'm golden either way. We saw a lot of uh, Mikel on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Just, just how is the trust in him grown and how has his game grown in the time you've been here well I just I think the the biggest thing and, and he and I talked about this uh, you know coming off of spring is just I think his level of buy-in to what he needs to do physically mentally training body weight uh, execution on the field is elevated and you know he's clearly always been a guy who can get his hands on the football and now I think he's just playing with a lot of confidence and, and he's definitely a guy that we need to be able to uh, trust to be on the field who graded out well after looking at film uh, Ace Turner, uh, you know, no surprise there. Had a great day uh, for us. Um, you know, thought uh, uh, obviously Cam Fab uh, made a couple uh, dynamic plays out there. Was really good in uh, getting the pick and the interception. Um, but those guys uh, graded out well, and really everybody. Uh, a few changes, you know, a few small things here and there that we got to get cleaned up uh, with some guys that are playing a new position for the first time on the field. But uh, overall, pleased. Comments on uh, Devon Banks. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I mean, uh, last time we saw him on the field was, uh, I think, the UCLA game last year, and he's been through this long, long road of recovery and and uh, just elevating his game. Um, and it was great to see him in a live setting go out and be highly competitive and get his hands on a lot of footballs, which, you know, that, that pushes everybody, and, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. Is Cam's natural position at safety now, or is he still kind of going in between Husky and safety? He's got the versatility. You know, you look back uh, at Fab, he's got the versatility to play all four spots for us in the back. He can play Husky, he can play free, he can play strong, he can play the dime position. And, uh, you know, um, I trust him in all those situations. He was a guy in high school, too, that was a corner in high school, safety in high school. When you look at Cam Fab's strengths, what are the things where you're like, uh, he does this really, yeah. really well. Yeah, he's got uh, he's a very fluid, natural mover, uh, great football IQ. 
uh, and just a knack for understanding and being able to read quarterbacks. Um, you know, and that really showed up in the game on Saturday. We were able to have a feel for what the route is and then a couple other things he did. He's just got a natural feel when the ball's in the air. Two sacks, 12 pressures. Are those good numbers for you? Well, I mean, they're going to do some stuff in terms of trying to make sure. I mean, they're, they're, they, they were looking for every which way they could to make sure they weren't going to leave uh, uh, eight running at their quarterback. And, you know, I was pleased. He was under duress all day and, and was getting rid of the ball quick. And, you know, if you could look back and say, hey, they were going to drop back 47 times in that game, that to me, I mean, that's, that's going to be a win for us in that situation. So let our guys constantly pressure. Uh, up front, and I thought a lot of guys did a great job of getting after the quarterback. Great to see, like uh, MJ. You know, MJ Ale was in on some quarterback pressures, and guys are all around and draped over him all day long, and we'll take that as well. Coach DeBoer and Coach James mentioned on Monday that not necessarily all of Elijah's passes that he allowed were necessarily on him. Kind of how did you assess his game after, um, when looking at the film? Uh, EJ? EJ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the thing to remember in terms of EJ is this is, um, you know, this is kind of his first opportunity to be on the field. Um, you know, he's definitely earned the right to be out there. Um, and there's going to be little nuances in, in pieces of the game that he's got to grow in. And then, you know, I think it's just being able to make sure the communication's at, at the right spot at all times and everybody's on the same page. And the guys did a good job with it. There's a few small things you got to definitely get cleaned up. With Tulsa, right quarterback was held to, I believe, 30 rushing yards. How are you all able to contain Taylor Green so well? Well, I mean, that's a – I mean, that's a – it's a huge task, but it's something from a theme for us for throughout the course of the season coming up this year, where all we're going to, it was our whole motto during the entire fall camp is we got to deal with running quarterbacks. It's going to be common the whole season and, and um, you know, just got to limit him. He got loose. He, he converted a third and 10, you know, the one we always want back of the third longs. He got out of the pocket on third and long and converted a first down. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a common theme for us the entire season. For those up in the stands, give us an idea of what they can expect to see from the offensive side of Tulsa and what concerns you. Um, well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you got a very experienced uh, head coach and, and an offensive play caller. He's a lot of time at Ohio State, and so we've certainly, uh, you know, done some studies from that standpoint. Uh, you know, they've got some guys that have some speed and athleticism, some twitch to them, um, and I think they're going to, you know, make sure that they put themselves in a position where they're not costing themselves, uh, you know, negative plays. And, um, you know, they're obviously had their quarterback played very well last week, you know, 16 to 20 and, you know, high pass rating coming out of last week. And so, you know, I, you know, their competition level wasn't, uh, you know, at a super high rate last week. So it'll be interesting to see how much stuff they held back. Saturday, this past Saturday, 1230 game. What's uh, Coach Morell do on a Saturday night that he has? Oh, my God, it's amazing. It's so amazing. I tell you what, it's time with the family. It's time to. You know, kick back, throw something on the grill, have a cold beer. Um, it's, you know, it was a little bit unusual. Enjoyed the heck out of it and looking to forward to more of those down the road. Do you have football on in the background? Football's always on. You know, it's, just, it's always funny. The second I walk home, uh, my wife and my two daughters are football junkies. So they are watching multiple television screens right when they walk, right when I walk in the door and they're talking about other games, talking about our game, talking about other games. And, um, you know, it's great just to be able to spend some time relaxing with them. They had to have told you at some time something you needed to do as a football coach. They had to have told me what? That something that you need to do, somebody you need to play, oh, something. You know, you know, no, I, I'll tell you the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I got a, 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 one of my daughters is a senior at, at Bellevue High this year. Um, and what she's really keen on are the specific penalties. And so the questions I get out of them are very advanced. So the, the, um, 
you know, the one where uh, obviously Boise's quarterback rolled back and was he out of the pocket, not out of the pocket, and then throws away. She, I got about 27 questions about that specific play. She's really into the rules of the game. So, no, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, they're always there for me, give me a kiss and a hug, um, and it's uh, it's awesome. But they are way into they're way into the game. Is it better for the specific question rather than tell me what happened, Dad? Yeah, no, no, they want, I mean, they want, yeah, she wants to know the details of the game, and, you know, there's a lot of, it's kind of a funny deal. Uh, she doesn't uh, typically want to uh, have a bunch of buddies or friends with her at the game because they're distracted. She wants to watch the game, and that's kind of my family. It's the way they've always been.